I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello and welcome to Waco PD on the beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. And thanks for joining us on this week's episode. And we're going to be talking about the SAFE unit. And we're actually going to have a few regarding the SAFE unit because there's a different, a little bit of a different task with each detective in that unit. And we'll have Detective Vincent Glenn explain a little bit more. Glenn, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, you're welcome. And talk a little bit about, first, uh, how you got into this role. What what uh, kind of made you a police officer? Well, uh, I've been a police officer for nearly 18 years now. And uh, I applied for the SAFE unit. A position came open in 2014. I applied, and luckily I was able to uh, get hired on with the SAFE unit there and be, uh, become part of part of their team. Very good. So what is the SAFE unit? Because I've used that acronym and people have asked me and I'm sure people will also <laughs> wonder as they're listening to us right now. And what's funny about that is that's actually a test question, uh, you know, if you're applying for the SAFE unit, which is, you know, what does SAFE, you know, stand for? It's an acronym, right? So it stands for Support Abatement Forfeiture Enforcement. So the SAFE unit supports property owners' attempts to maintain safe uh, and peaceful properties through the use of crime-free programs. Um, it also, you know, abates nuisance properties that allows nuisance crimes to continue on the property. Uh, also works asset forfeiture cases like drug, uh, you know, contraband uh, used in drug cases or money seized as proceeds in the sales of narcotics. And um, the enforcement, uh, the use of all criminal and civil resources to obtain the cooperation of property owners uh, to remove criminal activity and deny criminals the use of real property um, for the base of operations. All right. Nice. A, lot, a lot of different. And so how many detectives do you have in the SAFE unit? So there's four. Okay. And do you, each of you have kind of a, a, a letter, a, a letter? <laughs> <laughs> so to speak? No, we're all involved in the same thing. Okay. So uh, every one of us has uh, a hand in uh, every every aspect uh, that that we handle within the safe unit or any one of our responsibilities. So, so the safe unit was started back in uh, 2001 by my commander now, who uh, was my sergeant when I when I started, uh, Commander Jared Wallace. And uh, so he put this together back then, and it uh, grew, you know, pretty quickly you know, over the years, you know, it's been over 20 years and it's evolved, uh, quite a lot, um, since then, uh, but pretty much, uh, still keeps the same base as far as what the crime-free program is about and, and the safe unit and its duties as well. Yeah. And how, how did, or what attracted you to the safe unit? Was there a reason why you wanted to kind of be in this position and in this unit? Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, uh, they there's not really like one thing that they do, you know, within the within the safe unit. You know, like I said, there's multi, you know, many different uh, responsibilities that the safe unit has to handle. You know, one of the things like so to give you a list of some of the things that we do. Of course, we you know the the crime free multi housing program, right? Rental property units, but in 2000, I guess it was about 2015, uh, opened up another position in regards to the hotel motel program. 
Uh, and with this, uh, we like, you know, working with property owners on coming up with solutions and solutions uh, on how to minimize uh, nuisance crimes being committed on or around uh, their property. Um, we talked about this before as far as uh, forfeiture, F and forfeiture, safe is asset forfeiture when it comes to contraband uh, and the proceeds concerning uh, felonious crimes. Uh, we also work with uh, crimes involving trademark counterfeiting. A lot of people didn't know that. We've been called out several times in regards to that. Maybe somebody selling some uh, uh, illegal purses. You know, uh, make sure that uh, if you're uh, wanting to buy a Dunian Burke, that you're not paying twenty dollars for it. Mm. You mean they don't sell purses for Dunian Burke purses for twenty bucks? Uh, not the official label. Yeah, darn. <laughs> so, and what what? How we figure that out is we um, collect everything uh, for evidence, build the case. Uh, we call in S, uh, experts uh, in regards to uh, being able to identify, you know, what is counterfeit and, and what is real. Uh, and with their testimony, we're able to uh, possibly get, you know, search warrants or arrest warrants for folks that are selling these items. And uh, we conduct a lot of inspections with the TABC and city inspections at nightclubs, sexually oriented businesses, uh, and game rooms uh, in compliance with the city of Waco City Ordinance. Okay, okay. And, I mean, you kind of obviously touched on a lot of different things. Of course, what you guys are doing is important, but why specifically is, it, is the safe unit so important to this department? So the detectives in the safe unit work with many different departments within the city of Waco, many of which are outside of the police department itself. Uh, we also work with many citizens uh, who lease, manage, or own properties within the city that may be affected by crime. Uh, by making those contacts, uh, we're able to build vital relationships working both on the civil and criminal side to help in the aid of the reduction of crime. Okay, very good. So that's kind of going back to touch on, uh, I think it was in the beginning when you're defining safe, where you talked about like using civil and criminal resources. So you guys... Yes, you do criminal enforcement as a police officer, but sometimes that criminal enforcement doesn't actually solve the problem. It's kind of a, a Band-Aid slapped on there, and then civil enforcement kind of overlaps. Is that Yeah, right? if you think about it, you know, we, we try to think about things that are going to work long term. Um, obviously, we can come out, and if there's a crime, if somebody needs to be, you know, written, issued a citation or taken to jail, you know, okay, well, they're pretty much out the next day, you know, depending on what the crime is. So, you know, if you live on rental property, say if you live on a rental property that's a member of the Crime Free Multi-Housing Program, you're going to be back out there the next day. If you're still committing those crimes and stuff on the properties, you can be held accountable, you know, for those. And a property that's a member of the Crime Free Multi-Housing Program, you know, we, um, you know, work in conjunction with the local, state, and federal laws that are already out there. Uh, we just help empower them to uh, be able to use their own policies in regards to uh, if a person has uh, committed certain crimes on the property, and even off the property too. So with the Crime-Free Program, is if you're off the property and commit a crime, you could still be held accountable. So you could still get a lease violation. You could still get evicted. Our back-to-school bash has officially begun its planning stages, and that means we have a few details to share about the exciting event. 
This year, we are partnering with Ascension Providence Medical Mission at Home to have one massive day of giving back to you. That's right, and our Back to School Bash and Medical Mission at Home will be hosted at the base at Extra Co Event Center on August 31st from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And we'll once again be giving away free backpacks and school supplies for K through 12th graders. So along with that, Ascension Providence is providing free medical services, and we hope to see you there. What is the crime-free multi-housing program? I have a general idea, but maybe explain and that. So and now, before you detail. explain it, though, you have you do a lot with the crime-free multi-housing, right? We also have, like you said earlier, the crime-free hotel motel program, and that's something that Detective Fisher works heavily on. And we'll bring him on one of these episodes, and if he's listening, it'll be good. Now, now he can be ready for it, <laughs> uh, and and for him to talk about more of the the hotel motel program. But for you, you're multi-housing, so we're going to focus on that one for this episode. Okay, that 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 sounds great. So the Waco crime-free programs are. A, uh, a voluntary, unsolicited programs designed to reduce crime on rental property, uh, increase the quality of life for residents, and support good rental property management uh, and owners by working on a three-phase approach to achieve this. Uh, phase one being the management training. Uh, phase two is the physical security inspection of the property. And phase three is uh, a safety social on the property. And, and this is kind of like where, you know, we convey the importance of working together to reduce criminal activity uh, on the property. Uh, once a property becomes a member of the program, I'll go back and I'll look back on the past 12 months of the program or of the, of the property. And I'm going to look for calls for service. I'm going to look for reports and I'm going to look for arrest. So, uh, and in most cases, after being a member of the program, you know, for another 12 month, uh, I mean, you could see a change in the calls for service you know, anywhere from 15 to 65%. In uh, just last year, in 2021, uh, we saw a 20% reduction in calls for service on crime-free properties, a 53% uh, reduction in reported crimes on the properties, and a 90% reduction in arrest uh, at these properties during that year alone. Wow, that's wow. awesome. And talk a little bit about, too, how important that is. The, the reduction is great in and of itself, but how nice is that, that trickle-down effect for those patrol officers that are out there working those calls on, on the daily? That's right. You know, we we preach open lines of communication. You know, when I talk to officers, um, you know, I like to, you know, get that information out there. And I'm, I'm still, you know, I still need to get more of the information out there as far as, you know, um, you know, which properties are members of the crime-free program. Uh, you know, we have new officers, uh, you know, it seems like all the time, um, you know, within our department. So it's imperative to try to get that information out there so they know that these properties are working with us to get crime off the property. The, the, the owners and managers uh, for, uh, you know, as a whole in most part, especially the ones that are members of the crime-free program, they're not the ones that want to have crime on the property. They're not because they're driving away, you know, um, you know, legitimate, you know, families that are there to raise, uh, you know, their kids, uh, you know, maybe they're not, you know, you know, of course, the rental, you know, maybe they're in, you know, in transition from, you know, selling a house and maybe moving into another house, or maybe they just like living in apartments, and that's great, too, but they're not the ones that's going to uh, just allow and want to have criminal activity on there. Uh, there was a property many years ago that it was uh, rarely you would see uh, people hanging out or uh, in the, you know, hanging out in the playground or uh, sitting on the 
the picnic tables, enjoying the day because, you know, there was this particular property uh, was notorious for drug sales and shootings and stuff like that. So why would you want to have your family out there? Um, there, there was no way to relax. Right. Yeah. So, um, so absolutely. Uh, well, and, and those business owners too, I mean, they're running a business ultimately, right? So they want exactly to be right. able to bring in those customers, have those customers want to stay and with their good experience brings in more good customers. So, I mean, it ultimately helps them, too, to be a part of that program. Well, uh, a large part of the program is that first initial phase phase one, you know, which is the management training. And it's where the owners, managers, leasing agents, uh, and maintenance personnel are taught uh, many different things during the day. Like uh, we have different classes like how to be a good witness, uh, being able to identify and recognize different types of drugs, uh, learn about handgun laws when it's applied to rental property. Uh, said Ted, crime prevention through environmental design. You know, it's like what the property will need to do to meet the minimal security requirements of the program uh, and what types of forms uh, that they will need to have and keep in their office when we do our inspections, our yearly inspections. Uh, to finish the day, we'll also discuss applicant screening. We'll uh, talk about uh, risk management. And if all goes well, we'll have a local attorney come in and explain the eviction process, which everybody loves to hear. Because <laughs> That's the it's most exciting. Well, it's very important, and you have to do it a certain way, you know, to follow along um, how your uh, local JPs and judges, um, you know, go through their process. They want to make sure that if they're going to go through with the eviction process on uh, a person or persons in a certain unit, they want to make sure to do it the right way. The last thing you want is to try to go through the process and, and, you know, to have somebody evicted off the property, and then you didn't do it right, so you have to go back and redo it again. And that may take another 30, 60 days for that person to be allowed still on your property. So, you know, to doing it right the first time is very important. But it sounds like, you know, a lot, you know, but we managed to get this all done in a day. It's an eight-hour class and stuff like that. I know I was it's just crazy. Gonna, I was just going to ask how long is that process, and now you, huh. it, it was a you, whole day. I mean, uh, it could really be several days, you know, but we've really scaled it down to a long time. Forever in a day, it's always been uh, just a day class. So um, we, we, we try to manage to, uh, to, to cram every, every bit of information that we can in that. And with this information learned on this day, uh, they'll be able to take the knowledge that they've learned uh, back to their property and start implementing it uh, on their plan. And we used, to, we used to give books. You know, we would make these large books with all this information and all the forms and everything for, for everybody to, uh, to take back with them on their property. So in trying to, um, and it takes a lot of time to do that, and it takes a lot of paper to do that. So um, one of the things that I've done to minimize that and to increase the time as far as, um, or decrease the time spent on all that and to make sure that, um, every one of our um, students were able to uh, receive this information is I've put everything on a, a QR code. So when they come and sit down in the middle of the table, they can take their phone out, they can scan the code, and they have all the information that they need. Wow. We love nice. QR codes nowadays, yes. don't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've evolved so, so <laughs> greatly. Uh, and so that was just phase one. Earlier you talked about how there's three phases of the implementation process. Does phase two and three go just as fast? Or how, how, how long does the, the full process take to be a crime-free multi-housing area? Well, it depends on how your property is. You know, if you have, you know, phase one's the class. So you know that's going to be in eight hours, right? You know, minus the lunch and stuff. 
you know, phase two, if you're not a member of the Crime Free Program, phase two is where you take the, all this information out or back with you, and we give you a list of the minimal security requirements for the program, and, you know, you follow along that list. And if you, you know, if it takes you a day to finish or if it takes you a year to finish, you know, depending on what you have to accomplish, you know, it, then that's how long it takes. And um, like I said, if you're not a member already, then you'll call me back and you'll say, hey, Glenn, uh, we want a you know, pre-inspection for the property. Come see how our property is. What else do we need to get done uh, with the property so we can get going and get on the program? And I'll come out. We'll schedule a day. We'll come out there. Uh, I'll ask you if you've got any vacants and stuff like that. We'll look at vacants uh, and to make sure your units are squared away with everything. We'll go out on property. We'll do a daytime inspection and a nighttime inspection as well. Because uh, if you're, I mean, you're thinking about lighting, you know, you're thinking about landscape, you're thinking about you know, what you need in the units and stuff like that. You want to make it safe for, um, you know, your residents both daytime and nighttime. Yeah. And I would say, too, so a lot of these, like, crime-free multi-housing programs, why would you say maybe some some of these multi-housing places, maybe they're in a gated area and they don't think that they need to have that crime-free stamp, uh, but why would it still be important for, for a lot of multi-housing uh, businesses to be in this program? Well, it's about building layers. You know, if you think about keeping criminals out or off your property, it's about target hardening. You know, the signs, uh, those metal signs that we uh, give uh, the properties, you know, they're put out on every entrance of the property, you know, at eye level or car eye level, you know, to let everybody know when you enter on the property that, hey, this property works hand-in-hand with the Plague Police Department. Okay. Well, if I'm a criminal, I may not want to live there. And, when I go inside to fill out an application, uh, I have to fill out an application addendum, a crime-free multi-housing application addendum. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, huh. there's another thing that says they work with the Waco Police Department. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the office, I see a gold certificate that shows that this property is a member of the Waco Crime-Free Multi-Housing Program. So I'm like, that's another layer of, and now they're talking to me and letting me know about why they're a member of the program, and I'm just in the application process. I'm not in the lease signing yet. Right. So I have multiple layers of saying, hey, if I'm a criminal, I don't need to live here. Nice. And is that something for, like, the the managers? Aside from, like, the reductions in crime, the up to 90% drops in arrests and things like that, are there other benefits? Like, does it save them I imagine it saves them money on probably insurance being able to say, hey, like, we work very closely with the police department. We, if they've not been a part of it, they can probably go and say, hey, like, before we did this, we had these kind of incidents, and these were the numbers we had. We've been a part of this program for 12 months, and look how much safer like our property is. Like a reputation building. Yeah. yeah, there's lots of benefits involved in this. You know, it's, like I said, it is voluntary. But um, when you become a member of the, member of the Crime Free Multi-Housing Program, you like to say, we give you those signs, right? And we give you certificates and stuff that you put in the office as well for those multi-layers. But uh, we have a city website. And then your address and name goes on the city website. Oh, nice. I get calls from uh, people all over the nation, you know, asking about, hey, you know, I've got a, uh, a son or daughter. They're going to school, uh, maybe at Baylor. Uh, where should they live? Uh, have you visited our Crime Free Partners list that we have on our website? I would choose from one of those properties right there. You know, for for the most part, all of our Crime Free Multi-Housing programs, or properties, I'm sorry, um, they're full. There's not a lot of vacancies. Wow. There's a waiting line. Wow. You know, 
Uh, I do have one of my properties that use the monthly and yearly stats that they get that we give them every year and every month as a tool to show when people, hey, why should I live on your property? She gives them the stats. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Key selling point right there. That's why she stays full all the time. So... That's great. And I'm obviously, like you said earlier with those stats, about 20% recalls reduction of calls of service, 53% reduction in reported crimes, and 90% reduction in arrests. Is that something that obviously maybe doesn't happen overnight, but do those reductions when, when a new program or new property enters the program that they start seeing numbers pretty quickly? You can, but you um, for the most part, when a property becomes a member of the program, you're going to see the calls of service go up. Why? Because they know that, hey, I can work with the Waco Police Department. They are our friends. We're in this together to keep crime off the property. So I'm going to call my friends at the Waco Police Department and say, hey, that doesn't look right. That's suspicious. Nice. Okay, so, so it kind of goes up before it goes down. Pretty much. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, because they haven't had this in place. And they've had the whatever crime partners, and then they've got the crime-free partnership mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. where they start going yeah. after the problem. The Waco Police Department is hiring once again for new officers to join the team. This time around, we're offering incentives to those who are hired. We have a new hire bonus of $7,500. And if you're a TCOL certified officer with experience, you'll earn an extra $15,000 bonus. Or if you're an out-of-state officer with three or more years of law enforcement experience, you'll receive a $10,000 bonus when you sign on to work for us. That's right. And we're also offering up to $3,000 in relocation fees. So if you'd like to apply, visit the Waco Police Department website. That application deadline is August 30th, so don't wait. So like you know, we talked about earlier about the phase two, you know, phase two is the um, physical security requirement. You know, it's, we go out there, we do an inspection, we do a unit inspection, do a uh, side survey, you know, both daytime and nighttime and stuff. But the phase three is the social. You know, it's food fund free. You pay for it. The property okay. pays for it. It could be a swimming party, whatever the case may be. Um, they send out the notifications in regards to this party. I come out there and talk for about 20 minutes in regards to, you know, why is this property a member of the Crime Free Program? You know, and how does it, you know, how, how do we need to all work together? Because that's what it takes. It takes the residents. It takes the owners and managers, leasing agents, and then it takes us together. You know, it's the balloon effect. You know, you take a balloon and you, you squeeze from one side and then the other. Well, the, the, the balloon may, you know, uh, is like the crime. Well, it's going to just kind of float out the other side, right? But if you have three hands on it squeezing at the same time, then that crime goes away from your property. So that's why it takes all of us together to work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How many uh, crime-free housing pro- or properties do we have? Well, we have nearly 9,000 rental units within the city of Waco that are members wow. of the crime-free multi-housing program. Wow. And last check, we only had about 25, around 25,000 rental units within the city of Waco. So that's about a third, right? That's so, good. Yeah. So this is more than just the city limits then? No, it's just in the city limits. I may have There's a lot of rental properties here in Waco. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the total uh, the total rental units within the city of Waco, total amount, mm-hmm. either crime free certified or not, is around twenty five thousand. Okay. Well, right at nine thousand of them are crime free certified okay. properties. So we have a third of the total amount okay. of rental units within the city of Waco. That's pretty. 
Traditionally, Crime Stoppers is only able to pay up to $2,000 on a tip if it leads to a arrest. But in order to help combat the gun violence that our community is experiencing, Crime Stoppers is paying up to $1,000 just for the recovery of a firearm that's illegal. So anything that's used in the commission of a crime, stolen, or uh, otherwise illegal, can get you up to $1,000. By submitting a tip through the newest method provided by Crime Stoppers USA, you can call Star Star Tips from your mobile phone, which sends you a follow-up text with a link to provide follow-up information at any time. As always, you can visit online 24-7 at wacocrimestoppers.org or call 254-753-HELP or 4357 to provide any information on an illegal firearm or any other information which leads to an arrest for a reward of up to $2,000. That's pretty good. Is there, as far as a goal to increase that number, or is there to have everyone be crime-free? Or Well, <laughs> the way it is right now, because of, you know, there's four of us in the safe unit, right? Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, if you have 9,000 rental units and stuff like that, we have one detective that's main focus on is on the hotels and motels, right? And as you know, right now, I mean, you can look down and you can see the hotels getting built as oh, we speak. Yes. Yeah. And they're going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have a tremendous amount of work uh, ahead of him as well. So there's three of us working on now just a minimum, uh, a minimum of 9,000, right? And you, to keep up with the relationship that we have with the owners and managers and the property and stuff like that, it takes a lot of time to do that. Well, we are, I think, a red bank. You know, that's probably maybe one-fifth or sixth of what we do in our office. So we have to manage that and stuff like that. So that's probably why it's not – Yeah. Uh, or that's probably why it's voluntary. <laughs> We're going to get yeah. out there and solicit as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Well, I mean, it's exciting, though, to see just how many, you know, rental properties that we have – or rental units, I should say, uh, that we have that are part of that program. It just creates a safer Waco overall. If someone – isn't in a designated crime-free area that they know of, what is something that they can do to just keep themselves in their area safe? For, um, well, for the city of Waco, there's, there's not a designated crime-free area. You know, although the no effort can uh, completely eliminate crime, the recommendations that we make here uh, on the, our crime-free program or in our crime-free program have shown to uh, be effective in minimizing uh, the property's exposure to crime. So, yes, you know, we talked about before about nuisance abatement. And the way the city has it is that, um, say, there's a nuisance crime that happens on your property, right? And uh, say it's murder, say it's drugs, whatever the case may be. Um, We send you a letter out to your property to let you know, hey, in case you didn't know this, this is what's going on on your property. Well, the city of Waco has it to where if, if you've done nothing to mitigate that, or, you know, if you hadn't increased the lights, if you hadn't, mm-hmm. you know, done something to try to get rid of the crime, then maybe you are just don't care and stuff like that. If you receive those six nuisance letters within a 12-month period, then we build a nuisance abatement um, case against you, and then we send it to city legal. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as that's happening... We're getting with the property owners and managers, wherever the case is, whether it's a convenience store, if it's a house, if it's the mall, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to be working with them to say, hey, I'll come out on property. Let me let me look at your lights at nighttime. Let me give you some recommendations. Okay, Then you can choose from there as far as what you can do financially to better yourself. 
Because we're not going to go out there and say, hey, you need LEDs on your whole property. Well, that may run you $20,000. Yeah. I can't tell you that. I can give you, I can recommend, it, recommend like, hey, it'd be a good spot for a light. Mm-hmm. Maybe put one here and, and one over there. Trim the trees up a little bit. We need some clear sight lines so maybe we can see the, you know, the bad guys and gals coming out. Now, you, so you've talked a lot about lighting and trimming trees and, and things like that. Explain how easy little things like that is to, to prevent certain types of crime. Well, uh, you know, the criminals, they don't like to be found, right? So do you normally see criminals in just in broad daylight? You know, very rarely, right? Sure don't, Commit the crime. Yeah. Rarely, you know. Does it happen? Yeah, it happens. But pretty, you know, uh, not as much as maybe as, you know, in the darkness, in the cloak of darkness and stuff like that. So uh, if you can get those trees, you know, raised up, you know, large trees at a minimum of an uh, eight-foot canopy, you know, trim those bushes down so we can see if, you know, somebody's hiding behind those to commit like a burglary um, in a rental unit or your house. Um, add some lighting. You know, we want clear sight lines. We want people to be able to see what's going on, Right. And, and you can do that in a manner to where your property still looks great, you know, but not overgrown. Right. You know. No, very good. I mean, just simple stuff like that. And I only bring that up because it's still fresh in AJ's and I's minds as we've gone through our crime prevention training. Is that something you've had to go through too, is crime prevention training for, for stuff like this to learn all that? I've been to many classes uh, in my time. Uh, I guess I completed – I'm a – Certified crime prevention specialist by the state, so I guess I guess I've had that for a couple of years now or so. So, but um, there there's lots of good trainings uh, that are out there, you know, and anything that you can do to better your property, to minimize crime, to be able to, um, you know, have your residence, you know, if you're a property owner, to be able to feel safe, you know, and I'm talking about feeling safe um, as they enter on the property. They park the car as they're walking all the way up to their door, and especially inside their rental units as well. And um, so what is something that you'd like to educate the community about when it comes to working with law enforcement? Well, really to, uh, you know, get you, get to know your law enforcement community. You know, if you're not a member of the current Waco Crime Free Multi-Housing Program, you know, then um, maybe who works your beat? Maybe if you see the officer that's in this car and stuff like that, maybe flag him down and find out who he or she is. You know, let them know, hey, you know, my property's friendly. <laughs> so here's some cookies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, get to know them. Come down to the Waco Police Department. You know, find out, you know, okay. I mean, everybody loves fire guys, right? Always friendly, saving people and stuff like that. You know, everyone loves the fire department. Everyone loves the fire it's department. It's okay. It's okay. We're not bitter. Yeah, it's, it's right. A, it's a friendly competition. Yeah. You know? And they have the big <laughs> red Except trucks. For when we're supposed to compete on a mechanical bull, and they don't compete because they found an excuse not to. Hey, that's okay. We won the blood drive. <laughs> <laughs> that too. We're pretty good at winning things. Well, that's good too. But, uh, yeah, get out there. You know, find out what numbers to use as well. You know, if it's an emergency, it's 911, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a non-emergency, uh, but I need to call the police, uh, 750-7500. Uh, you know, we, we all have a job to do when we're talking about, you know, taking care of our uh, our family, our friends, uh, and the community as well. So, in one big, large blanket scope as far as trying to take care of the community or come up with ways to uh, 
you know, keep the community safe is is the Crown Free Multi Housing Program. And like I say, we um, we love like to come out there and give recommendations as far as how to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Glenn, thank you very much for joining us. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we? Shut it down from it's here. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We, we, I got to say, we really appreciate you guys that come on and talk to us because I know it's a little hard to to want to open up a little bit. You guys aren't used to being in, in front of a, of, of a microphone too. here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is so scared. They're like, no, I'm never getting on there. You make Why? it so fun. It was, I, it was, I actually it was created easy. a YouTube video for uh, in regards to the Craft Room Multi Housing Program. Oh, okay. Because if you have a new... Um, you know, maintenance person or a porter or leasing agent or a new manager, you know, on the property and say maybe one of our classes. And I hold four classes a year, both the full class and I also hold a hour and a half recertification class as well, four times a year. But uh, if you've never been to a class, you're new to a property and, um, you know, it's, all, it's, it's many months, you know, or two or three months or whatnot before we have a, uh, another class, then I'll send out the link. Uh, to the YouTube video that I've created uh, that explains the Craft Room Multi-Housing Program. So you can kind of get a jump start, you know, before you come to class. And when you come to class, you're like, I got it. That's good. That's good. So I assume that that link isn't public. It's probably one of those, like, unlisted. You have to have the link to. That's correct. Okay, okay. Sounds good. I was going to tell people to go watch it, but you have to be part of the Craft Room. Yeah, I mean, if it was public, it would probably have about 4 million views to it, but... uh, it probably has about 80. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's okay. We we can go viral, yeah. right? Yeah. That's well, fine. That's fine with me. It's fine. It means you're Tell doing good. Tell them to come good. listen to the podcast instead. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much, for De- uh, Detective Glenn, for joining us on Waco PD on the beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the public information officer. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator from McLean County. Have a good one, Waco. Till next time. Waco PD on the beat. The heartbeat serving 